2: Terms and conditions apply.
3: Hello and welcome. It's our number one, hour one of our podcast. I'd say award-winning podcast, but I'd be lying. Although there have been some listeners that have sent me awards, so I could technically say it is award-winning, and that would work. Remember, if you like this podcast, support the podcast. Tell a friend and give us five stars on that podcast page. That helps us out a lot. I don't know why, but the people that run these podcasts, the people at the company, they make a lot of money and take care of the bookkeeping. They like the reviews on the podcast. But here in hour number one of the Ben Maller Show, recorded off terrestrial radio while you were sleeping, does it sound like the Vikings are committed to Kirk Cousins? We parse the words of Minnesota's general manager, a real Mensa, and who is being groomed? as Kirk Cousins' replacement in Minnesota. The Vikings also have a decision to make. They and Justin Jefferson have started contract talks. How much moolah will Justin Jefferson get, the star receiver, in his next contract? We will talk about all of that and much more right now in our number one. Here it is. Talking about everyone and their cousins. Well. Come in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we make a connection coast-to-coast, border-to-border and beyond on the vast and fantastically powerful microphones of FSR emanating live. From the highway. The highway to hell. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And we are back in the big chair here hanging out with you. And our lead this hour, coming from the Twin Cities, As we continue to have the end-of-season look-back, we have a few mantras on this show. And one of the big ones, if you've been hanging out with us late at night for a while now, you know, even if it hasn't been a while, you know that one of the big ones we have is the better stories in the losing locker room, and so as teams continue to address their failures, their sudden departure from the NFL postseason. We might as well dabble in some schadenfreude and enjoy the hell out of this. Now, uh, the better story in the losing locker room, that also applies to the people purple eaters. Now, many a listener in Minnesota was upset. I got some angry messages on social media. "Why uh, Why are you calling out the Vikings? What's wrong with that? You are what your record says you are. You say that all the time. Well, the Vikings had a fraudulent fraudulent point total differential they were the worst good team in NFL history they backed that up by going out and losing to a very mediocre Giants team on wild card weekend and now now the Vikings are left to figure out what the hell went wrong the repercussions of playing and not playing well uh, out of the postseason so uh, much focus has been centered on the The quarterback, it should be on the defense. It's also on the defense, but the quarterback is what we talk about here. So if you've not heard, and maybe not, at the Viking season-ending press conference, the general manager in Minnesota, he's a Wall Street guy, quasi Adafomensa, easier for me to say, uh, Adafomensa, he was asked immediately, about Kurt Cousins. Now, Cousins signed an extension before last season, and he would likely be going into a lame duck year because he's got one year left. My math tells me that's one year, and then he's a lame duck. And so either that or he gets an extension. So what did the Viking general manager say, as Warner Wolf used to say back in his day? Let's go to the audio tape.
4: You know, it's our expectation that he'll be our quarterback. I can't say exactly how that would look, um, essentially, again, we have everything at our disposal. We'll consider all those things just like we will with everybody else on the roster.
3: All right. So that was like a dismissal, right? The expectation is that Kirk, Kirk Cousins will be our quarterback next season, but we have everything at our disposal. So there was no full, no comment, right? Or, or commitment. I should say there's no commitment by the Vikings. And there was certainly no, no, hey, this guy's gone. We're done with this guy. Uh, So there there was a a whole lot of nothing. So let us discuss. You heard the soundbite from the Vikings GM. Does it sound to you like the Minnesota Vikings are going to lock in Kirk Cousins based on his contract and based on this? So I am shaking my head. No, I've got junk food, Tupperware, and Willy Wonka. And we will put all of these things together and we are going to break a vocal cord, which is what we're going to not break a leg, because it's radio, but we'll break a vocal cord. So A, there there is no lean. There is no lean, as we pointed out, but either way here. I'm parsing the words. We love to parse words. And you look at the Viking situation, there was a lot of educated hot air. Big words were said, gobbledygook, cliches and platitudes. Kirk Cousins neither got a ringing endorsement nor a one-way ticket out of Dodge, so that means that this story is still up for speculation. It remains, and his future remains, in the crosshairs. When the Viking GM said the expectation is that Cousins will be back next season, see, that's the part that raised a red flag to me. Because I know, and I've learned this as I've gotten older, expectations evolve. When I was a kid, my expectation was to replace Vin Scully as the voice of the Dodgers. Now I'm doing an overnight radio show. But my expectation was to replace Vin Scully. Expectations change all the time. All right? And uh, Adolfo Mensa, the GM here, serving up what I would call a menu of junk food. Heavily processed, a lot of empty calories, nothing meaty. There was no substance. Right? My my sense is that Minnesota is going to have a wandering eye. They're going to be looking around, exploring their options. But they, they are not in any way committed to, Turk, to Kirk Cousins, nor should they be. Right? Why would you be? Adolfo Mensa, the GM there, is the Wolf of Wall Street guy. He's got the corporate speak down, smooth talking, says the – Media guy's name. The media people love that. You can really do whatever you want if you say their names when they ask you a question. It's just a big deal. Now, page two. So, who is being groomed as Kirk Cousins' replacement? See, that part of it is a tangled web on the Viking ship. Because I'm looking around here, I don't see any uh, contingency plan. I'm looking at the depth chart here. I do not see any contingency plan. The current options are non existent. Casper, the friendly ghost. You've got Nick Mullins, who seems like he'd be really good if he plays, but then when he plays, the longer he plays, the worse he plays. Career backup, journeyman quarterback. There's nobody, and when I say nobody, I mean nobody with a capital N that is ready to slide on over. And be the heir to Kirk Cousins' throne. So that means, for our purposes, you get to jump on the merry-go-round. Not just any merry-go-round. No, 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 no. The quarterback merry-go-round. Round Round and round and round and round and round and round and round. Spin, 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 spin. spin. The quarterback merry-go-round. So the Vikings have options. They can keep the status quo and have Kirk Cousins play as a lame duck quarterback. Oh! That's not fair. Oh! There'll be all kinds of pearl clutching from the NFL media. I can't believe the Vikings are making Cousins play the last year of his contract. Or they can pick up a container of Tupperware from the back of the fridge and have some leftover spaghetti inside that Tupperware and you look at the merry-go-round of quarterbacks. Now, it's conceivable depending on how the Lions play. They're saying all the right things, but they could still push the door wide open on Jared Goff and say, well, we want him to test the market. Maybe we will bring him back, but they haven't brought him back yet, and so they can certainly get out of the Goff deal. So Jared Goff is a possibility. Tom Brady's a 1,000 years old, playing like it now. You've got other leftover spaghetti like Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill could be Dunskys in Tennessee, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Does that does that do anything for you? How about Davis Mills? You want Davis Mills? No? You're not excited about that? Nick Foles? No, no. Matt Ryan, Mitch Trubisky, Zach Wilson, blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. So based on that and the reality the Vikings are very unlikely to get any of the top quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, who could change teams, forget about it. So that would point the direction that the Vikings are going to keep Kirk Cousins and they're going to give him a Fugazi contract extension, one of those faux extensions like the Raiders gave Derek Carr, where they have a news conference and they talk about how great his family is and how wonderful he is and all that stuff. And then they just move some numbers around and they give him some some fake money and they cook the books a little bit to clear out some salary cap space because it's just manipulation. That's all the salary cap is. It's not a hard cap, it's just a budget, it's a loose budget and you can move some numbers around on the on the chart and you're good to go but cousins at age 35 so that is that is a red flag also because history is not kind to quarterbacks that are 35 or over and tom brady is the unicorn but outside of the unicorn and even brady looking like he's he's washed up and time to go to tirerack.com and get some new tires cuz he's he's lacking some tread on those tires Uh, He's not exactly enjoying the high life right now in Tampa. All right, last word. So there's another branch when you talk about the Viking tree, and that involves wide receiver Justin Jefferson, who was amazing. Uh, It was insane how good he was in, in terms of fantasy football numbers and production from beginning to end. He was swimming the backstroke. Against NFL defense, but defenses, but uh, he is uh, contract up. There's conflicting reports. Some say that contract talks have not started and that there's nothing going on. Uh, others are saying that they have had conversations. Now, the Viking GM, uh, Mr. Mensa, Adolfo Mensa, he was asked about that as well. We have some more audio, so we'll go back to the audio well one more time. Here's the Viking GM asked about the status of Justin Jefferson in a contract extension, and take a listen.
4: I wouldn't use the word challenge. you got a, a special player, a special person. That, that's Those aren't problems, uh, or at least those are you know champagne problems. Uh, so uh, we'll start there. Yeah, we, we've had initial dialogue with him, his agent, all those things. Uh, we we'll can factor that into the planning, but again, it really starts from the player, the person, and, and we'll work out solutions from there on.
3: Yeah. See that soundbite was 20 seconds and he said nothing other than champagne problems. That's that's the only thing I took out of that. Like you you talk to the agent and say, "Why don't we talk uh, next Wednesday or two two weeks from now we'll talk. We'll have a we'll have a cocktail. How about that?" Now the question on this one is how much will Justin Jefferson's next contract be worth because we're very concerned about other people's finances other than our own finances and He is going to get the gross domestic product, Justin Jefferson, of Micronesia by the time this is done. He's next in line. He's sitting on the NFL oil reserve. Outside of him getting involved in a scandal or an arrest, then he'd have to go to Cleveland to get the money. But outside of that, he's going to get paid. This is a Willy Wonka situation, as in the old golden ticket like we have on the show. Justin Jefferson is going to break. The bank here, 128 catch season, 1,800 yards, set several franchise records for the Vikings, and that's a franchise that has had some big-time receivers over the years with Randy Moss and Chris Carter and others. So in terms of real dollars, though, the number, if you're really concerned about how much money is going to be in the 401K plan for Justin Jefferson, the number to beat is actually Cooper Cup's number. It's not... Devonte Adams or Tyreek Hill or Stephon Diggs. Cooper Cup has the most guaranteed money on his contract, $75 million. Tyreek Hill is second at $72 million, and Stephon Diggs, the old Viking in Buffalo, is at $70 million. Now, the counter argument is the, the Vikings, the old regime, did not want to pay Stephon Diggs, and that's why he's running or roaming with the Buffalo. So, will the new regime and the ownership, be willing to put money into just a cog in the machine. For years in the NFL, it's like, we can't pay that much to a receiver. And obviously in recent years, the money's gone crazy. It's gone bonkers. So we project the Maller contract wing in the middle of the night here projecting that when it's all done, the dust settles, the Vikings rolling up a caravan of Brink's trucks to the tune of eighty million dollars, guaranteed. Now there'll be a lot of other money that will sound cooler and better, but to me, eighty million sounds pretty good. I, I I don't know about you. Maybe maybe you're you're in a different situation than I am. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to comment on that or anything else that floats your boat, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the program uh, that way. And don't forget, later on, you most likely, based on what consultants tell us, will not be listening because you only listen a little bit. But if you're still with us, three hours from now, you could either fly most, about halfway across the, the United States, or... Or you could play a little game we call Ask Ben, which is not a game, but you ask questions, and then it's kind of a game for us. You try to get us in trouble, and we'll splash around in the pool of questions and ask Ben. That'll be coming up in hour number three. But if you want to submit a question, maybe we'll use it on the air, maybe not. Give it a shot. Try your luck. Press your luck at hashtag ask Ben. That's hashtag ask Ben on Twitter. And we may use your question on the air coming up in our number three. Straight ahead, conflicting reports from the Rocky Mountains. Conflicting reports from the Rocky Mountains. We'll get to that, and we will do it next.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern,
1: 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: You can be a one-percenter. Studies show that more than 244 million American adults listen to the radio each month, but only 1% actually contribute content. You can join that small fraternity of P1s on the Ben Maller Show. It's painless and simple. Just follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at it. Follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason, your announcer guy. I'm at Eddie on Fox. I have pooped the bed. And if you stick around for the final hour of the show, you'll hear me talk about hockey in a segment that we call Puck the World. And I live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben
3: Maller. Yafimi from Chicago writes in, he says, B-plus on the Maller monologue, what have the Vikings ever won after all those great wide receivers? If this general manager is a Wall Street shark, He trades Jefferson for all the draft picks and goes and finds a quarterback. The burner account from Parts Unknown writes in, says, Benjamin, my expectations were to become a super nerd and to build a real-life 85 DeLorean that can time travel. And then I woke up and I found out that Doc Brown was a fictional character. And at the time, I didn't know what fictional meant. So now I'm here. B plus, that's two B pluses. No A's so far on the Malor monologue. We are still lacking an A. Late night drug tester says the only thing missing from praising Cousins at the presser was how he supports the restaurants in the community, like raising canes. That is correct. We have a listener in the Greater Minnesota, in the Twins Minneapolis area, there where the down where the Vikings facility is, who works at the Raising Cane's, and he has said that Cousins has come through after practice to get a nice meal of fried chicken, that he enjoys a nice meal of fried chicken there at the Raising Cane's. Midnight Walker writes in, from the belly of the beast in Minnesota, he says, Kirk Cousins must go, Ben. He'll never win a Super Bowl. There'd be three possible outcomes. We hit the quarterback jackpot. Super Bowl, yeah! Uh, We bottom out, top five draft pick. We get a real quarterback. Yay! And the third option, we get another quarterback who is like, Kirk, it's a push. So Midnight Walker says hit the eject button. Hit the eject button. There you go. Uh, Matthew writes in. He says, every night I try to listen to you, and every night you make me sick. We Packer fans are done with number 12. Time to move on. It's Jordan time to take over, says Matthew. Well, how did I make you sick? I haven't done one segment of marginal radio, Matthew. And and against my better judgment later on, I took a one-day hiatus from Aaron Rodgers. But later on, we go where the sporting news of the day takes us. And unfortunately, it's bad for my health, but the Green Bay Packers' Aaron Rodgers continues to be a focus of conversation in our little world. Chip in the Qs writes in, says A-plus on the Mount Molly. There you go, A-plus. He says, I hope Jefferson doesn't put his money into a 401K. Mine has taken a terrible beating in the last 18 months. Well, you're not alone, Chip. Take a number from the deli counter. It's It's been a, uh, an interesting couple of years. Yeah, interesting, yeah. Not a pleasant couple of years. Interesting. Art writes in, Art Puffin. He says, Kirk Cousins stays put in Minnesota. Sean Payton stays put as well and passes on Tom Brady. Acquires Lamar Jackson instead. Boom! Boom, 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 says Art. Not, not his real name. Just want to point that out. We believe in truth in broadcasting, so I just wanted to make sure that that is on the record. Now, We did tease this, and if you tease something, you got to pay it off. Conflicting reports in the Rocky Mountains. We are hearing that the Broncos and Sean Payton have, quote, sincere mutual interest after they had a chit-chat about the head coaching job. So that's on one side of the aisle. But on the other side of the aisle is that the former Stanford head coach, David Shaw, is in the mix, the ownership, very impressed with David Shaw, the old Stanford coach who was a good coach for a long time, and then the last three or four years at Stanford, whoo, man, that was a Pepe Le Pew-like end to his run at Stanford. Terrible. Horrible. All right, let's go to the phones, and we'll start out with Johnny. In Colorado, representing the entire state of Colorado. Hello, Johnny. Welcome. You're on the Ben Hello, show Benjamin. here on Fox. Hello, sir.
6: Hello, Benjamin. Uh, one thing I have to say about LeBron James trying to beat that record I mean, Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, had the four years from UCLA, and they had to fly on coach instead of. Uh, I mean, LeBron, they have load management. They never went through what uh, the old NBA teams and ABA teams went through.
3: You having a good night
6: tonight, Johnny? Everything good with you? Yeah. Yeah. But there's yeah. one other thing I want to tell, share with the folks out there. I
3: can't wait to hear this. This is going to be, this is gonna be no, an amazing, amazing
6: but, but addition the best, to our the best, show. The best Denver Nugget team, was in 1979, yeah. and we had George McGinnis, and right when before the playoffs started, he got mm-hmm. hurt. But that Denver Nugget team, when Seattle Supersonics won it, yeah. the Nuggets whooped their ass all year, but if George McGinnis never would have went down. Yeah. But I don't know if you're old school. I don't know. Hey, How John, old were you? How old were you then in 1979?
3: John, let me ask you this, John.
6: No, bad. were you? I need to
3: ask the question, Johnny. Are you a mind reader now? Serious question. I don't know, am. I. <laughs> well, you, when I was walking into the studio, did I, Roberto? Did I not say in our production meeting? I hope I get some McGinnis talk. Nineteen seventy nine Nuggets. Yeah, you did actually. Right, come on. Yeah. I mean that'll that'll beat the competition. You know, I'm not in a battle with these other networks. No, that's what that's the content. The overnight. At first, I thought you said chicken nuggets, eats.
4: but you see, you, yeah, you said Denver Nuggets. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, I, yeah, it was, yeah I got- it was a mistake. It was a mistake.
4: Johnny, you,
3: I'm telling you what—you we're on the same Haywood, wavelength right here. We're, we're connecting. Our brains are connecting, Johnny. That you know okay. exactly what I want, the content that I need to keep this job. Awesome. Thank you. God bless you. And you're you're way premature on your LeBron stuff. I I know we're going to do a ton of LeBron monologues. It's going to be likely. I think next month is the projection on when he's going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar by, and I'm sure we'll have our fill of LeBron James Maller monologues. Can and the Lakers arc-
1: get to 500 by the time that happens?
3: Uh, <laughs> they lost to Sacramento again. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I can't listen. I can't. I'd it's love to go for the, a good the here, Lakers. Huh, Coop? I'd love to goof on the Lakers, but the the uh, the Clippers don't even seem to care that Dude, they're I, I uh, did, yeah.
4: losing all these games either. <laughs> so <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi, and Paul George were perfectly fine yesterday, but today they couldn't play.
3: Yes, Jeez. well, they had the uh, the Salt Lake flu. Is uh, the Salt Lake? We, we talked about the Vegas flu. The Salt Lake flu is guys. Literally, they, it's not that they go out and party too much in Salt Lake. They don't want to go to Salt Lake. That's the. Pro- they don't want to play. They want. It's a terrible. What do you What do you think could?
2: change this because it's not like it's not league wide there are guys there are stars out there that yeah, play every day I know, I it, it, so do those guys need to just start clowning the guys that
3: don't would that change anything no I, no no no, no. I, I, it's got to start I think at the top like they got to like the NBA is is aligned like I, I, don't, I don't know if you can get away with that these days
4: remember David, David Stern didn't mention it right uh, before he
3: oh yeah David he, he Stern he, he's dead now NBA. but David Stern yeah. he knew he yeah. knew that you talk about the foresight. He said, This is going to kill our product. And 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 they, they find it was the San Antonio Spurs that sent all these guys home from Florida, Popovich, on a Southwest Airlines flight, if I remember from Orlando. They were going to Miami and they, the guys went back to San Antonio and they and Stern lost his lunch. And and, and every and, and the media's why like, why are you making such a big deal about it? And and now you look at all these years later, it's probably been ten over ten years, and now look where we are. It's an unwatchable product during the regular season.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo.
1: As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show.
7: Numero uno.
1: Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every
7: week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not... Our idiot guests who think they know
4: more about sports than we do.
2: Yeah, listen to these dummies.
4: You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football.
1: This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever heard. Get of of
0: off, oh.
4: off the
2: show.
1: You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the
7: Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The journey to a smoke free future can be a long and winding road, but if you're ready for a change,
5: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A Smith show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Ben, did you see that Chris
3: Ford passed away? Yes, I my uh, my condolences. I actually knew him a little bit. Eddie covered the well, I covered the Clippers. He was coaching coached the, the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, coached the Not Bucks. very well, by the way, but uh, a Celtic. Back, known as a Celtic yeah right? that's what he was known
1: as uh but,
0: former head coach of the Celtics Bucks yeah. and Clippers played for the Celtics and Pistons won a title with the Celtics uh in the early nine or 80s but you know the trivia question with Chris Ford yes. right yeah yes
3: the, uh, he was
0: the first player in NBA history shot. to hit a three-point shot yeah. and he apparently yeah. had a heart attack uh passed away oh, at the age of 74 yeah that's what yeah. I just read 74 years
3: old Chris Ford. well apparently. rest in peace uh, Chris Ford uh kind of a. Uh, like a surly kind of guy. But I would be surly, too, if I coached those Clipper teams because they were terrible. And he was a Jersey guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. He had that kind of Jersey thing going for him and all that, that kind of edge to him. And, uh, yeah, listen, the guy had an interesting life. He he uh, he played mostly for the I – think, I think he played for other team other than the Celtics. But he played – I remember him with Pistons. the Celtics. He played with the Pistons, too. All right. So – and then he was you know, a longtime coach and – and all that got an NBA championship ring. And so uh, rest in peace to Chris Ford, who uh, leaves the world there at age 74 and uh, likely uh, the, the 1999 uh, 2000 Clippers will not be high on his list of uh, when, you know, he checked out there his uh, career accomplishments, but I remember him from, from that time and not a, not a particularly uh, a good run. He was actually there for like parts of, I think one of them was a strike year, and then he was uh, in the in the second year. I think he was let go, if I remember correctly. Anyway, it is the Ben Maller Show as we continue on. If I remember right, and I'm probably wrong on this, I'm probably wrong on this, but the I think it was the 2000 year. It was one of the funniest years. The uh, the I think it was that. It might have been a couple years after that. I think it was actually a couple years ago, but, but the Clippers got rid of their coach. I don't think it was after Chris Ford, and I think it was Dunleavy. And they brought in this guy, Kim Hughes, as the interim coach for like just like the last couple games of the regular season. And that guy did the thing you can't do at the time you can't do it. Like he just unloaded on the entire roster and said how bad they were. It was hilarious. And uh, it was it was quite amusing. Anyways, let's see here. The Malam militia chiming in. Uh, Jason says Michael Jordan had his famous flu game in Salt Lake City. Wait for uh, wait, what was it? A pizza game? Hangover game? Well, the documentary said it was a it was a hangover. That famous COVID documentary. John writes in says Ben, I've noticed everyone named John who has called the show is a complete idiot. Please don't let these idiots give you an <laughs> assumption that everyone named John is stupid. That's from John. So, All right, so not everyone's dumb. Rosie writes in and says that caller sounded like a drunk Coach K. Late night drug tester says that last caller we took, I would have to be as drunk as John in Colorado to listen to NBA talk for more than 10 minutes this time of the year, he points out. All right, so I get back to the... The uh, phone calls here in a minute at eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. That's eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. if you would like to be part of the talk festivus. This portion of the Ben Maller Show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. do have the NHL Puckham coming up in a couple minutes. Also, if that was not enough, later on, much later on in the morning, we will have Puck the World with Eddie, but the NHL Puckham straight ahead. Also, the Who Am I game, and back to the calls we go, and let's say hello to Andre in the Commonwealth. Hello, Andre. What's going
7: on, Ben? Nice talking with you. Uh, That was a good uh, recognition of Chris Ford. Uh, speaking of you know the Commonwealth, uh, he's uh, <clears throat> obviously a Celtics uh, player and the coach, a uh, guy from the great state of uh, New Jersey, Tommy Heidenson, You know another Celtics uh, player, uh, Tommy Heidsen a little bit higher up on the on the uh, the hierarchy, but from the great state of New Jersey. Also the Hang 'em Hammer, Bob Bob Ryan, one of our great sports writers. Uh, from the great state of New Jersey, and just in conclusion, on Chris Haren, uh, excuse me, Chris. Ford. Oh, and
3: Andre, radio sports radio caller and future star broadcaster, Andre, also from Jersey.
7: Yes, yes, born in Summit, proud of that, and uh, that's yeah. for you know, I hope to, to, to climb the ladder in sports media. I certainly appreciate calling into the show. Uh, but Chris uh, Ford, I went to his camp when I was in eighth grade. When I was a young whippersnapper, he would have his camp. You know, it'd be a big deal just to kind of be around him. So uh, yeah, a lot of people in the Commonwealth are kind of uh, tweeting that out. Ben, you got a great show because you know that you have to play the hits. Previous caller was mentioning, who was it, Bob McGinnis? What are we going to be talking about, Bob McAdoo and Gerald Wilkes and Michael Cooper, right, all these supporting players for the L.A. Lakers? No, you got to play the hits, Ben, as you say. And you started off in your opening segment talking about these wide receivers that are going to get paid and how you have to participate in this arms race. I'm 100% in, in, in support of that. Text, case in point example, New England Patriots. Trying to do it on the cheap, trying to develop your own players. The old, you know, we can coach them up and get them there. Stephon Diggs was unhappy in Minnesota, kicking up dust. You know, people oh he's complaining yada yada yada. He goes to Buffalo. On, he goes to Buffalo. He connects with Josh Allen. The rest is history. You can't win without weapons, and I hope that message is, hits home for the Patriots, who are really at a. Significant crossroads. Forget about Tom Brady. Well, they have no one to
3: pay, though. So the problem with that, Andre, is like Mac Jones has not proven himself to be any good. So he's at at, right now, he's average. And if he doesn't play, even if they they might bring him back next year, there's no guarantee that Mac Jones is the Patriot quarterback in 2023. So there's no one to pay, though. It's like you say pay guys, but if you have guys that are good, you got to like pay them, right? But they don't have anybody to pay. So you need to pay guys.
7: And also, you need to get effective leadership. Mac Jones didn't play well this year, but he was he was doing pretty good, upward trend under Josh McDaniels. And so yeah. that's uh, I, I think if Mac Jones is right, a so, the you're, so, you're, in, so you so you therefore you don't
3: then you don't necessarily have to pay Mac Jones then if he's just a product of coaching and he's not he does not have the inner fire the no, fire don't make in a his deal belly for Matt. And he he, if he, he can't that. produce without being you know it's like it's like Jared Goff with the Rams was terrible and then Sean McVay like spoon fed him and he did well. To Goff's credit, he had a good year with the Lions this year, but he did nothing on his own with the Rams to warrant getting paid the contract the Rams gave him. I got to leave it there, Andre, but thank you, sir. There he goes, Andre, in the Commonwealth. And you'll you'll be hearing more from Andre. Whether you like it or not, you'll be hearing more from Andre. We'll have the NHL Puckham. That is coming up momentarily. Here's the Who Am I game in honor of... Of the old guys, forty-five-year-old Tom Who? Brady. Tom Brady's got sixty-eight wins since turning age forty. I hold the record for the most regular season wins by a goaltender aged forty or older in NHL history. So we do hockey here in honor of Brady, who's got sixty-eight wins since turning forty. I hold the record for the most regular season wins by a goaltender aged forty or old. Or old. In NHL history, who am I the answer? We'll get to it. We'll do it next. Fox
2: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: The Ben Maller Show is a sports take invention lab by night. Enhance your listening experience. Chaperone Big Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And on Instagram, it's at Ben Maller on Fox. Put your stamp on our proprietary blend of unique features, such as lame jokes and Ask Ben. And now live from the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
3: And we'll get to the NHL puck em. The NHL puck them. They'll be coming up momentarily. We're each going to pick two skaters and a goaltender. We used to do the pick them or puck game every day or put them, but we're so down on the NBA. We haven't done basketball this year. We do hockey. We'll do football tomorrow. And here's the Who Am I game in honor of 45-year-old Tom Brady who's got 68 regular season wins since turning 40. I hold the record for the most Regular season wins by a goaltender aged 40 or older in NHL history. That is the question. What is the answer? Who am I? Wyatt Earp, guessed by the Cowboy Killer, that old goaltender for the Calgary Flames. Who else do we have? Robin Vegas, going with George the Animal Steal, a man I was lucky enough to appear at a wrestling event with years ago. Uh, he's not, I don't think he's around anymore, but George the Animal still a legend. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Milkman Mike says, the legend himself, Cubert. Uh, that is a legend. Mallertown Podcast says, Big Brother Jake is the answer. Who else do we have? Uh, page down, page, page down. Felix the Cat Potfin from the late night drug tester. Greg Goldberg from Mighty Ducks fame. Guessed by Jonathan, that's his answer. Uh, Slava Fedezov from Manny, uh, page down, page down. I uh, can't read that on the air. Pokey Reddick, guest by the Sawman. Arson Judge from the Edmund Washington Garcia account. Mr. Nice Guys going with Will Clark as his answer. Uh, Will the Thrill. What? Marty McSorley from Tortilla Man Tony, that's his answer. And Nicholas Backstrom from Jason... In Denver, Dread Pies going with Martin Brodeur as his answer. Will says Tony Esposito is the way to go. Dennis Lemieux from ALF the Alien O'Piner. Eddie, you're the hockey guy. You should get this right right away, Eddie. You're going to lose all credibility. Do you have an answer, Ed? Yeah, it's Gump Worsley. The great Gump Worsley. Is that the correct answer? No, Eddie. The correct answer is Dominic Hasek, the dominator who won 93 games past the age of 40 for Ottawa and the Detroit Red Wings at the end of his career. And that, obviously, at the end of his career in his 40s. And that leads us into the NHL Puckham. We are each going to take two skaters and a goaltender. Whoever gets the most fantasy points will be declared the winner. And I am told that Roberto, the great hockey expert, Roberto. Yeah, so you're a hockey. Yeah.
4: Connor McDavid.
3: <laughs> oh, that is a bad first pick. Great pick
4: by me. Crap, Thank you very much. El
3: Crapo. <laughs>
4: uh
3: Leon Dreisaitl. That is another terrible pick. Eddie. El Crapo? Is El that what Crap-o. you El Okay, uh, let's a go. Wrestler from the 80s. I'm going to go with Linus Ulmark. Oh. All right. I'll take uh, Tage Linus. Thompson Linus. of Linus. the Sabres <laughs> and David Pasternak of the Bruins. <laughs> Boom! Who'd you take? My first two picks. Who's I the, got the, the ones I pick? wanted. What's that? Who's the first pick? The great Tage Thompson of the Buffalo Sabres. Go ahead, Ed. I will take Jason Robertson with some oh. fan insurance. Uh that's the oh, Dallas that's stars. a bad pick. You're a Kings fan. I, I hope he
0: does not. Cool. Score hurry up, goal.
3: Uh,.
1: Philippe Gustafsson. Philip Gustafsson?
0: Yeah. Roberto.
2: (laughs) Igor Shesterkin. One more, Roberto. Nikita Nikita Kucherov. (laughs) Nikita.
3: (laughs) Nikita. (laughs) Nikita.
2: (laughs) All right. That's a sister. Cool, cool, (laughs) cool. Did
3: somebody pick Ovechkin? Nope. Nope. Alex Ovechkin. All right. Eddie. Mitch Marner. All right. Vitek Vanacek. Did I get it right? Vitek. Who? Oh, Vitek. 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 You say Vitek. I (laughs) say Vitek. Vitek.